You're listening to the JFDI podcast with the two Lauras. And in this bonus episode, we are discussing, is it important to have a pretty Instagram grid? Their names are the same, good friends they became. Together they put their brains and magic happened. I'm talking about the two Lauras, they'll be your biggest supporters. What the selling you'll need more of. I'm talking about the two Lauras. I'm talking about the two Lauras. Okay, Laura Moore, in this bonus episode, I have one question for you. Does your Instagram have to be pretty? No. End of podcast. No. <laughs> Look. You know that I'm a little bit OCD about our grid in terms of a little bit. It irritates me if we've got two colours that's the same next to each other. However, what irritates me more is let's take puzzle grids to start with, because obviously we can go into lots of other things, but puzzle grids. I think everyone knows my thoughts probably, but they wind me up. And here's why. <laughs> I feel like I've just got on my soapbox. Going back to the question, no, the, your grid doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing. It needs to look good enough. But a puzzle grid, like, will look great if somebody lands on your grid. But if they see that post going through the feed, nine times out of ten, it makes zero sense because half a word's cut off or someone's like, face is cut in half. Always, do you remember there was one we saw where it's just a dog's bum? Yeah, so it's like a dog hanging over from the obviously from the posts which will be coming up, I assume. So you just saw a dog's ass at the very top of this just where just like, where's the strategy there. behind that? Yeah. yeah, this is where people's focus is is in the wrong place. The focus is does it look pretty? Is, is my puzzle grid all linked together? You know. Is the dog's head going to appear in the right sequence? And actually, that should never be someone's priority or focus when they are thinking about their content on Instagram. Now, I know there's lots of people out there who take a lot of pride about how their Instagram looks, and I'm not knocking that. I actually think having an account that is on brand and has consistency in that brand is important because people can you know there's certain people there's people in our membership who i see their content straight away i don't have to look at the name i know exactly whose account that is and that is amazing that's that's what we all want to achieve but it's to a point isn't it it's if you're putting your aesthetics before your content that is when there's a problem and these people who i'm referring to who i see their content all the time I don't think they do do that. Their content looks good, but most importantly, their content is on point. It adds value. It's, you know, it's it's good content. But it's when you just have a beautiful looking grid, but actually it, you know, it ha- there's no substance to the content either. And it just is a bit meh, like it's National Dog Day. And, and there's no relevance to the business. That they, and they don't even have a dog but they've used the National Dog Day just because it looks good on their grid. Yeah, that's when, I, that's when I feel we've got a problem. And because Instagram always used to be a visual, it's a, a, still is a visual platform when you compare it to the 
you know, Facebook and Twitter, what have you. It was all about, you know, it had to be good photography. But I don't think it has to. There's some really shocking accounts out there who look, oh, I wish I could remember the one I always used to refer to when I did training. It looked shocking, absolutely shocking, but it did so well. And most importantly, they sold a lot from that Instagram account. Yeah, and I think gone are the days where you create your Instagram content with the photo first. The photo is what you're sharing and whatever you're putting on it comes afterwards. What you think about what you're going to, you know, your reason for sharing it. Those days are long gone. You know, everyone's had this, oh my God, Instagram is a video platform type meltdown recently. But really... Yeah, it may not be a fully video platform, but it's not a pretty photography-based platform anymore, is it? Like, we see far more graphics, like Canva graphics, GIFs, all of those things, than we do amazing black and white posed photography. Yeah. So, I I remember when I started my Instagram account, I remember thinking at the time, and we're talking like five, six years ago, I remember thinking, coming from a, a background in the cake industry where it was quite easy to to create content and have a beautiful looking grid if as long as you had beautiful cakes you had a beautiful grid to then shifting into this where you don't have a product you don't have stuff to take a photo of and I was like right well I'm just gonna have to put graphics out there I'm gonna you know and that's when I fell in love with word swag but actually then it was really really rare to see graphic. I was quite an early adopter of the uh, <laughs> it was a graphic, but it wasn't you didn't see a lot of it, whereas obviously now we see that a lot, especially within our industry. And and they find it it looks good. It look like it's all meant to be there and we all find it acceptable and we all consume that kind of content. So I definitely think anyone who worries about how it's got to be great photography, it's we're we're over that now unless obviously you're a photographer yeah which we're not clearly but but even if you are a photographer there still needs to be a strategy behind why you're sharing a photo yeah you know it's no good just sharing a pretty photo yeah you can't just send a photo chuck it on instagram bet to get new bookings it just no if that if if it was that easy you know well we wouldn't be we'd go and be photographers (laughs) yeah you wouldn't need to be a social media manager, would you? No, exactly. So what was the actual question that you asked me at the beginning? The, the question was, does Instagram, does your Instagram grid have to be pretty? Right. Okay. So going back to that question, no, I don't think it has to be pretty. I think if somebody lands on your grid, and you may, may think differently to me, I'm quite nosy and I do go and look at people's grids. I don't know if you do. but I, So if I land on someone's grid, and it's not immediately obvious to me either what they do, because maybe they don't have it in their bio, so therefore I need their grid to tell me, or I'm not drawn to go and look at something because there's no reason for me to click on a post, then I won't, and I won't follow them because they haven't given me a reason to. And I think you need those two. Yeah, I am. I am harsh. I think, I feel like if you, like if this is somebody you don't follow and you found them maybe because, I don't know, you've seen them in a hashtag feed or whatever, you've gone and have a look, there needs to be a reason for you to go and pay attention to them doesn't it yeah and I, I think I'm slightly different to you in that I do not go and look at people's grids unless I'm just being nosy for other reasons like as someone who just consumes 
content, I if I'm scrolling, what what's more important to me is how it looks in my feed. I rarely would look at someone's grid unless you say to me or someone said to me, you know, go and check out this person. This is what I mean though. If it looks good in the feed and it's giving you a reason to engage with it in the feed, then it will look good on the grid and it will give you that reason to engage with it in the grid because it's given, it's made you stop and made you be interested in it. Whereas if it's just a random photo, you probably won't have stopped scrolling to read the caption. I don't stop for much. Yeah, I don't look at people's whole grids. I would just look at the feed. And if their content speaks to me in the feed, then I'll engage with it. But I will rarely go and look at someone's grid. And actually, if somebody says to me, go and check out this person, I may go and look at their profile. I'm more likely I'll read their bio and then I'll head to their stories because I want to see what they're actually really like as a person, not what their grid posts are like. See, I I never go and watch someone's stories unless I know them. So interesting, isn't it? How different people use different platforms. And this, but this is the thing, isn't it? And and how we all make assumptions on how we should operate and deliver social media management, and you know how we make all these um, assumptions based on how we use social media, and just the two of us use social media in very different ways. And the kind of content that we would engage with are very different. But yeah, if there was someone out there who was trying to appeal to us, they're going to have to do different things, despite the fact that we have the same businesses, interests, their content's going to have to speak to us in different ways for us to kind of get to know them and to consume their content and maybe follow them. So it just goes to show you shouldn't just assume based on how you use social media is how everybody else uses social media because we we just know, which might be a really obvious thing to say, but I do think it's easy for us all to forget. So what you're saying is that there are people out there who don't hate puzzle grids like I do. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, Laura. Um, there are probably people out there who do love it. And to be fair to puzzle grids, just to, to give a, a, to some perspective, some puzzle grid are great and they Aldi. look great. Aldi's puzzle grid is amazing. Yes, and they look great and it's good content and we all like it and we like them in their own merit and we like them as a whole grid post. And and I think puzzle grid, if you can do it and you can do it really, really well and still give good content, then, you know, crack on. But you've got to do it well for it to be able to carry it off. Otherwise, I just think it looks really amateur. Yeah. And I think actually the biggest problem with pretty grids, puzzle grids or any other kind of pretty grid, is just the fact that it holds people back from posting. It just puts this barrier up, doesn't it? You can't just think, oh my God, something's happened. I need to put this on Instagram. You've got to go and get a camera and make sure it fits in your, in your puzzle and all of that crap. You can't post timely content, can't, can you? You can't say, no. oh, I'm going to do that reel about Facebook going down for six and a half hours. Oh, no, hang on, I can't because it's not going to fit in with my grid. I haven't got yeah. time until next Wednesday. And that is not timely then. So you just don't, and then you miss out on a content opportunity sometimes. Yeah. But who was it who said once on Clubhouse, well, no, you don't love Tommy who, but what was it they said on Clubhouse once about how the colours were important? So, yeah, I remember this. So I was in a Clubhouse room and I think the title of the Clubhouse room was something about getting your Instagram strategy sorted out. And it had these experts in like the 
what did they even call it on Clubhouse? Like the on the stage, wasn't it? On the stage. So on the Clubhouse stage with these experts. So this, <laughs> this person came on asking for advice on how they could uh, get better results on Instagram and specifically how they could sell more products. And this person, their advice was your Instagram strategy needs to be to use your brand colors. That was it. Hmm. Like, yeah, I'm going to go whack a bit of purple on and I'm going to sell more dog food. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Let's, let's all go post purple tomorrow. Uh, also, all of, obviously, I wouldn't be able to do that because not allowed because Laura Moore wouldn't let me. <laughs> we haven't posted purple before, so it's fine. As long as it's not next to blue. Yeah, it's that shocking advice, isn't it? Shocking advice where people are not putting the visuals before the actual strategy. Really, yeah, fundamentally, isn't it? Yeah. So there we go. This is our views on pretty Instagram grids. If you are aware of amazing puzzle grids, then do let us know. We can all try and convert Laura Moore. Do share them with us because we never know. She may be convinced. I'd be really interested to know how you all use Instagram. Maybe we need to find a way of getting that information yeah. from people. Yeah. Because I do think it's important to understand how we all use these platforms and the therefore the implications to how we produce content of, so, of social media managers but maybe that's a whole different podcast there we go then that was our little bonus episode this week bit random but you know come and get into our brains and we'll be back next week with another episode bye for now <laughs>